All right, so um, with Wayne, and tell tell me what your organization is called. My organization is called Care Closet LBC. And how long you've been doing it? I started right when COVID jumped off, so we're about two years in now. So I got to go and see just a quick snapshot. And today, tears. I'm driving back to the office, and I I just couldn't believe what what I heard, what I saw. How did you? even come up with this idea or, I mean, so many people are, are trying to figure out homelessness, right? You're driving by it, you're seeing it, you're going, I wanna do something good. I think most people wanna do good with it, but you're actually, like you're doing something about it. To answer that question, there's so many prongs to it, but I'll just dive in by saying, you're gonna always have the poor with us meaning unhoused um, people who struggle. But what I do believe is that we all have the creativity and the gifts to be able to do things uniquely out of the box and do things new that can inspire people. So when you ask me, how did this come about? Um, I was just, uh, 2016, I got injured from a previous injury when I was in the Air Force. Yeah, I got hurt in uh, the early 90s and then I hurt my back, I was thrown from a Jeep. And from there, and I'm sharing that with you so later on in life, and when I bring you forward, I'll explain to you why. Yeah. So now I go through my little journey of life. I come home, I went to Poly High School, I went to Long Beach City College, uh, got a job at Long Beach Transit. And what's interesting about it is all of these things in our lives are shaping all of us and molding us for our actual purpose. So when I was working for the bus company, I was starting to see this community from a different perspective. I'm, I'm with them all the time. People are always riding transportation, even if it's just to get out the elements for a little while. So those are just planting seeds in my head. And then when I ultimately had to leave my job from that back injury, um, now I can identify with people who have disabilities because I couldn't walk for a little while. So I was just like, man, God, if I get a chance to do this and help, I will. So, it, was, it was always inside you wanted to give back. Yes. There was something inside of you that was like, I just know that I'm being almost prepared to help at some point. Exactly. And I did like a Facebook drive for the city of Long Beach to help me out with um, getting socks and sleeping bags to just give out to the unhoused population. And crazy enough, it was a Sunday and Long Beach showed up and showed out. I got like 600 sleeping bags, bro. 600? 600 in two hours. So so, so, so the, your first reaction would be, Long Beach is, they're generous. Like people want oh, yes. to do oh, yeah. something good. Oh yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the greater good. That, that's the mindset in, in that town. And I do believe that. And the amazing thing is we received 600 sleeping bags. But the horrible thing is I gave away 600 sleeping bags. That means that people are out there unhoused. The demand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from there, I just started going into the community, giving socks and t-shirts. So Everyone who starts in little nonprofits, you know, it kind yeah. of that's a you know the boots on the ground approach. But then I just started meeting a lot of people who, and I realized like if you just put a lot of these pieces of the puzzle together, that is the you know the avant garde. That's the tip of the spear that will shoot that that arrow that'll help everybody all yeah. at once. So you just get all of these collective thought processes together, and we all work together to you know figure this thing out. Tiny homes um, is the the thing of the day now. So you, you keep saying unhoused. I'm saying homeless. Yes. So like. The reason why. Yeah, tell me the difference. You got to say it is, people say that's the political correct term. Unhoused. Yeah, because homeless is 
a condition that's always there. Unhoused is temporary. So a lot of people learn about homelessness through news or through an article, but by being a person that's on the ground, talking, listening, and I was blown away. You have these, you have these great, you have these incredible relationships with people that live unhoused. Yes, they live in the riverbeds, but those are my brothers and sisters. Those are our countrymen, you and, know? And you treat them with such respect and class. I mean, it was really moving, but it, instead of letting the media or somebody else tell, like if you were to break it down and say, where, where do most of these people come from? How does this happen? Is it mental illness? Is it drugs? Is it a combination? Like, give It's a, all of those things. It's yes. everything. Yes. But what's so amazing about the unhoused population is their resiliency to be in those conditions. Can you t go without taking a shower for five days? Can you? No. Yeah. Can you go with not really knowing how you're going to hustle to get your next meal for three days? So what you're saying is they're, they are tough. They are. They have my utmost respect. Like they are so resilient and so resourceful of how, and it's a community within a community. Long Beach is a, a city of about close to 500,000. We have nine districts. But if you go through the. And about how many homeless people? I've, I've heard the count 2,600, 3,000. Do you believe those numbers? So it's a, it's more than that. What do you I would think say it that. is? I'd say it's probably um, probably closer to five to seven. Five. Because people come and go. Right. You know that that's that's a revolving door number because I'm seeing a lot. And when you're saying unhoused, is is somebody living in a car or a yes. motorhome? Yes. RVs. RVs. Yeah. That's that's tents. That's all homeless. Of that. Yes. That's yeah. homeless. Yes. Yeah. That's without. And, and if there was one uh, red thread uh, amongst all of them, is there anything like that you've said, this seems to be the most common theme amongst all unhoused? I'll hold that for a later time because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> you got so many different people that has, you know, their take and their spin yeah. and their passion yeah. about unhoused. But what I have seen is, um, the chemical dependency. I would just chemical say that. dependence. So, yeah. so one. So today we talked to Michael, right? Mm -hmm. And Michael said he's been unhoused since he was seven years old. And I didn't ask how old he was today, but this kid was so articulate. He told me uh, a, a TED conference that I should listen to that would change my perspective on stress and anxiety. How many assumptions do people make a day? I mean, I, I can't tell you, like, I even as somebody who really cares about homeless, I must make so many terrible assumptions, right? Is that I, I think that is, um, we all have a different type of perspective and lens. Like, had you ever seen that one TV show where they were talking about, you look at this image and it looks purple to one person and it looks yellow to another? That's how we're looking at life, I look at it as. But... I'm running into people who had their bachelor's degrees, master's degree, but life happens to everybody different. Um, a lady who I was able to assist, she had a car accident four years ago, broke her foot real bad. Then she went to go through the process of suing the individual. But in the meantime, in between time, while you're trying to you know, go through that process. She lost everything. Everything. And then you find yourself in, you know, She's in a the community street. where yeah. you, yeah, will help you survive. Yeah. And then whatever else comes out of that, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the pretty of it, then I get a chance to meet her. And then she started volunteering. And then she wind up uh, getting hired at Dion and Sons. 
and she's a welder now. She got her degree in welding. So by just making that connection, they took a chance on her, and now she's thriving. So you meet this person, unhoused, has this crazy story, and you're just out there every day trying to make connections, moving people along, That's right? it, yes. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it's unbelievable. Where do you get this, like... Um, like, where do you get this energy? And it's almost like I you think feel it's like just a call. gift. I, I, it is a call, but it's a gift mix, too, because, like I said, when I worked at Long Beach Transit, I got a chance to see the lay of the land and the Air Force, Long Beach City College, um, my mentors in the city. You take those things and you move those around like chess pieces on the board. So the city of Long Beach, to me, is a chess board that you can just move and let's checkmate and help our people instead of checkmate and hurt them. So, uh, it, again, the average person that knows very little about this, all they see is maybe somebody on their street or that's unhoused, and they, but they want to do good. What does somebody do? Like, what, what does somebody do? I mean, they, I, I notice I, I've asked other people, they call their city council member. Yes. They, yeah, what do they do? All of that. You have a lot of resources, but find those greyhounds or those people that are boots on the ground that are doing the the heavy lifting or the fast running out there in your communities when you say greyhound you can i'm a greyhound you're a greyhound i'm, you're, a, I'm running you're, yeah. You're go. yeah yeah just you're go. three hours a day too it's like I'll, I'll pose this to you guys when we're we all have you know jobs that are work anywhere from eight to ten to twelve hours but tangibly effectively you're getting productivity wise probably three to five hours out of that day because you know people you know will work a little bit then you know we surfing on our internet just <laughs> our minds are all over the place but when we assign ourselves to do a task i have allowed them to say where are we going to clean up and in long beach what we do with care closet is they volunteer to help clean up our city so to date i have had the unhoused pick up nearly 500,000 pounds of trash so by hand. Insane. That is so insane. How Think many truckloads of trash is that? That's 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 Caltrans weight. That's th those jobs and it's it's just amazing to see what has done over this year. So so you're you you are creating a, a platform for an unhoused person to give back, create purpose in their life and help clean up their city. Pre-rehabilitation. Tell me what that That's means. That's what that is. So come out here from 9, uh, 10, 11, 12. From 9 to 12, come out and volunteer because I'm not an employer. And let's just clean up our city. And with that, they're coming every day. They're coming and you're starting to see hope in their eyes. We give them a gift card and they're able to I felt to that. When I, when I met Kathy today, yeah. I saw it. She can get her deodorant. She can get her essential items. And, and 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 some people would say, you know, well, there's so much more we get. But you're saying we just we're going to start right here, right now. We're going to start at three hours a day. That's it. That's it. And it's no judgment. But after you've been with me for a little while, then I say, you know what? Let's go to the multi-service center. Let's get your IDs. Let's get you know, let's check. The city prosecutor has established a relationship with me, Doug Halbert in Long Beach, where we have homeless court, where they have started. um expunging their records so you just after they show that they're getting themselves together get their records clean so now get back to work you're, you're, you're getting people fresh starts you're just giving somebody to net neutral where to where they can get on a path of moving forward. i'm just one of the pegs in this 
you know, in this little design of a game that we have going on called life. Yeah. In my little small locale that has put all the pieces together with everybody working together. So how yes. many thing? How many people do you think you've helped? Well, Antioch Church gave me a thousand plus tents. We gave those out. Uh, I can't even count the food and the sleeping bag. So and shoes and just items and just everybody in love. I, I can't even name all the people who've given but yeah. just everything that we've get and we are allowing the unhoused now to un assist the unhoused so this past sunday actually there's a woman who had to move off the riverbed because yeah, you were telling me once, once caltrans comes which is state property you're not supposed to be there so they all understand that. Yeah. So they're coming to clean it up, which is only right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And when they come, they give you like a 72 hour or they give you a five day and say, hey, you got to move. So she called me and said, hey, I don't know what to do. So I reached out to Miss Kathy and talked to them and said, what can we do to help her? And they said, well, our team will get together and help her move. So they rode their bikes over. They helped her and I just got a truck. And we hauled all of her stuff down to where they are. So you right had now. other unhoused helping. Helping the unhoused. That's the answer. That's the community. So, but you have the professionals, law enforcement, fire, your health clinicians, your school teachers. You got a ton of social workers that are being trained right now. So you get your team leaders that are unhoused that can help you with the community to assist the unhoused and then just bring in the professionals to help them. That's pre-rehabilitation. That's everything all in one. You can see that picture. That works. Now, now, now play that out. Where, do, where does it go from there? I know we talked a little bit about housing or building. It goes to the tiny homes. Um, Tell us about tiny. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen them. I, I believe that this is what Venice has, right? Yes, a few. a few. They have them in Los Angeles. They have them in uh, Hollywood. Actually, I went to, uh, I think it's Harbor College off the 110 in Torrance yep. at, the, at the school. I actually physically went there, and they have 75. And they are. And how big are these? They're 64 square feet, and then they have some that are 100 square feet. So they have um, twin beds that let down. They have air and heat. Um, it's actually a great space because most of the people that I have assisted or I've, I've dealt with over this past almost two years, they're sleeping in tents. The elements, it's freezing cold outside, and then when it gets hot, it gets blazing hot. So when. when when you're a kid, whether it's right or wrong or however, your, your parents see a homeless person they're like, you don't want to be there. That You need to work hard. You need to do better. It's almost like a scare tactic, right? Like you, you, you could never end up like this. But like you said, people that are educated, that are smart, that have so much going on in their life, they find themselves in this place. There's a young woman right now that is in the flood control and she is African-American and she is fully fluent in Spanish. It blew me away. I didn't even understand and know that. But she was in the foster system. She don't have a family. So by the time you get 18, what happens? You get emancipated. Yeah. So what do you do? Where do you go? She went to a community. She went to, she, she, she goes to where she knows. And I've been trying to get her to volunteer. She's come once or twice, but she was straight up honest. She just said, I am not going to be consistent every day. I said, I can respect that. Thank you for sharing that with me. But then you have some that will, and then some that choose not to. But you have to give everybody at least an option and a chance to try. Yeah. So we're small, but and but it's organically growing in a way. Just, you know, you guys all out there and, you know, podcast land, just, you know, just keep checking on Brother Duke with that care club at LBC. We're we on the move. Yeah. And, and as far as I had asked you this earlier, I was like, how much money, you know, and I've already put phone calls in. And to really make a dent in Long Beach, and we're talking, you know, you talked about maybe five to seven thousand. 
I had heard other numbers of 2,600 to 3,000. But if, if somebody came today and said, you know, Duke, how much money do you need? We want to get behind you. We want to do this. But see, you have a lot of different organizations in play too. So you have Project uh, Roomkey, which is amazing. Project Homekey, are you familiar with those? No. So those um, are from, uh, I think Janice Hahn has those, where they're buying the motels. Yeah, that, like, uh, like the one on uh, 7th Street. Yeah, by Long Beach State. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, a real dear family friend of mine was actually staying there, and he loved it. I really salute and I praise them for that idea. That's totally thinking outside the box. When the pandemic hit, it just changed our world as we know it today. So those facilities weren't being used, so you put our unhoused populations there. But what is a Motel 6 hold? 26 people. Yeah. And then, but you said you're dealing with 2,600. So you got to go find a lot of different space. And then a lot of people, and I'm going to be honest with you, some people just don't want to, to follow the rules. Right. They don't want you to tell them what they need to do. They want to do what they want to do, but you still, or we are at a place where we're trying to help those who want the help. So that's what you have to do. So, 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 so start with, start with tiny homes. Yeah. Start with tiny homes, but, but also start with people that are saying, I want help. I want purpose. I want to, meaning the people that are just going to reject anything. It's like, why make that your major focus? Man, come on. That's, you have brothers, you have brothers and sisters? Of course. Some of my brothers and sisters just didn't want to follow the rules in the house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so there was consequences. So just in that, um, tiny homes, I think, are – and actually last night was um, Councilman Al Austin put on the initiative for City uh, Hall to put that forth. So they're working so how on many, a – In Long Beach, how many would you be saying should be built? How many tiny homes in Long Beach, based on what you see, should be built? I think realistically 40% of that number. Of the 2,600. In tiny homes. Yes. Because, and you can't have them all in the same location. You still have Project Room Key. You, you could even find land space where you can build, you know, apartments or the containers actually are the way to go. That's the wave of the future, I believe. You know what I'm saying? A container like uh, Steelcraft yep. in Long Beach. Yep. We have this like eclectic looking little um, coffee shop and you can yep. eat. But it looks so nice. But it's so durable. It, termites are never going to wear that out. That's going to outlive, you know, the population. So you have these little communities. Then you have the tiny homes. You just have options. And what you do is you run them through the transitions of start at a tiny home, work your way through a container home, work your way to project room key, work your way through project home key, where it's more um, long term. Do you see any uh, any city, any state or country that you're following that's like, they, they, they've got the plan because it because to me, it sounds like f first off, you have to have the heart. You have the heart. Yes. You have the care. You have the touch. You treat these people with such respect and dignity. And you're creating when I met Kathy, she had purpose today. She had power in her day. Actually, I have tough love, to be honest with you. You do? Yeah, I do. You have um, any tough love for me right now. It's going it's to come. It's going to come. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get some. Um, but no, the tough love is this, though. It comes a point where. Come on, try. Come on, try. Come on, try. But then after I'm asking you for that, do you yeah. want this? I can't. It's so many people that you gotta you gotta keep the, that that umbrella open so that other people can come. Yeah. So, for example, there's a young woman. I don't need to say her name, but we just got her enrolled in Lumbee City College. But she's on my Facebook page. Yeah. But she's struggling in certain areas of her life. But since I can't be with her every day, then I have to. Yeah find a creative way to help someone be with her to help her go through that process. She's never been to college. 
So that's kind of tough love. I can't hold your hand the whole way, yeah. but I care and I love you enough to say, you know, I'm going to never give up on you if you don't give up on yourself. Yeah. Because everybody don't want help. I, I go to people sometimes, they'd be like, leave me alone. I'm happy. I tried to take a guy a tenth the other day. And he said, bro, I just don't want it. So what do you do about something like that, Ryan? How do you handle something like that? Well, I think what, what I hear you saying is there's such a need. You move on. to the, There's enough people that yes. want help. So you're going to focus on the people that are saying, I want this. I want to, I want to get out of this. Or And there's know. other organizations everywhere that are helping too. So if, if they don't want this assistance, somebody else will come. And they know where yeah. to get the help. But yeah. I don't know what you've been through to be at a state where you don't even want any help. Yeah. Who's hurt you? What type of PTSD have you experienced in yeah. your life? Because... PTSD is just not based on being in war. You know, I grew up in the 80s during genocide on the east side of Long Beach with the Crips killing one another. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen a lot of guys that I played Pop Warner that are no longer here. Yeah. And at one time, we were all playing sports together. So we've lived through that experience. You get a chance to see. So it's just a delicate, fine line, but we have to keep pressing. We got to keep helping well, where we can. What Michael said today is, you know, he talked about assumptions. Here's a kid who's been homeless since seven telling and teaching me about assumptions. And what I think I'm hearing from you is we don't know what somebody's gone through. So why put our assumptions on it versus just starting with where they're at? If they're saying, hey, I just need a tent. That's where that's the that's starting it. point. I just need a meal. That's the starting point. But I was just so moved today and Thank I've you. committed to you and we're just going to keep pushing. I just think there's more we could be doing to get behind greyhounds. I've never heard this before. <laughs> they run, don't they? I don't think my kids would call me a greyhound. They'd say, dad, <laughs> you're like fat and slow or something. Yeah. But, but just, um, the heart of compassion, the greatest weapon on this planet, I can say this wholeheartedly is love. That unconditional, that agape so, love. It, yeah. You just can't, you can't fight that. Yeah. Because I don't need to go out there and browbeat. I could just show you how I'm helping you. Yeah. And then one day, once you get it, you'll be like, you know what? I can do this. The little engine say, I think I can, I think I can. Now, how is it that these unhoused individuals picked up 500,000 pounds of trash? Yeah, but see, that's, I think that is the missing component that I think so many people are missing is you are empowering somebody to make a difference. You are, you are giving that platform and that opportunity. You're not just giving a tent. You're saying you can change our city. You can make it better. And that's so different. Like when you give somebody purpose, there's so much power in that. that that's what I love about your model. I mean, I've seen so many causes. Like, do I want to donate socks and tents and, you know. That's a place for that. But yeah, you want to do yeah. something different. I, I, I like that that somebody is finding power and purpose and you're you're saying three who could not when you're saying three hours a day it's like how do you make an excuse for not being able to do something productive for three hours a day that starts pre-rehabilitation think about it you got someplace you need to be you got how many people are from the long beach all the way up the 710 freeway along that runs all the way where does it end at in uh, alhambra yeah. How many I people? Don't, I don't know. But my point is, just imagine if you got 50% of the individuals yeah. to just do something four days a week, three Productive. hours a day. That's it. Productive. Exactly. But why do you keep saying it's pre-rehabilitation? It seems like this is, it's like the kickoff. It's like, that's it. it's the start. Project room key is temporary. Project home key is permanent. So if you have somebody that gets an idea of, yeah, you know what? I can do that. 
certain people may have conditions where they can't do it all day. So I just say just a little bit, and it doesn't kill you to you know yeah to volunteer like that. So uh, I was talking to another guest on the show, and they talked about you know ten years ago the city of Long Beach came out with this this homeless plan, and it never got implemented. I mean, this happens all the time, right? Whether it's a city or a business, but these grandiose ideas, and then they 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 land flat. Is there anyone in the city where you've seen or in government that has laid out a plan from, you know, you're calling it kickoff pre-rehabilitation to a person is like where they want to be? Have you seen anything that you really respect I, and like? To answer that question, that's, that's multifaceted because yeah. the city has so many things that they have to do. I've gotten a chance to bring some of the city council actually out Senator Gonzalez came out, the chief of police came out, and the experience that you had today, the same experience they had. But a chief of police, a mayor, a city council person, they always have so many other things to do. You have to have dedicated people to yeah. this yeah. specific concept. And because I dedicated my time to this right now, now I can give like, hey, this is A, B, C, and we can lay it out so that D, E, and F can come to fruition. Yeah. So... Start with tiny home, but you have to have proposals. You got to have land sites. You got to have zoning. And this, and you got to have all those different it things. Kills, it kills the momentum. Right. But our resolve is the greater good. So this is no momentum that's being lost. We win or we learn. Like I teach my son in basketball, you're going to face giants in this game. But how do you overcome that? That's the same model that I am explaining to Kathy and to Kevin's yeah. of the world out there that are unhoused. Because I'm like, do you guys want it? Some people are actually comfortable right there, but you got to just make them more comfortable with your vision to get them out of that scenario yeah, yeah. and that mindset. So did that answer your question? Yeah, no, no totally. Yeah. So it's like, I'll take you back in history. What did John Kennedy say? Ask not what you do for your country, but what, I mean, not ask what your country could do for you, but what you could do for your country. I'm not asking what Long Beach can do for me. Long Beach has been good to me. Long Beach gave me my high school diploma. Long Beach gave me, you know, my, you know, helped me with becoming a photographer and just all the different things, gave me employment so I could purchase a house. So now how can I return that back to Long Beach? That's such an, that's such an attitude, you know? Yeah. That, like, that's I a, think, I think that's such an attitude. That's an outlook, right? If, if you took 10 people, not everybody would, how, what's the percentage of people that really are in their day, have the capacity to say, I'm going to think about somebody else. And that's, that's why Kathy, for me today, Here's a person that doesn't have a house, doesn't know where her next meal is coming from, doesn't have all these luxuries. She is working, thinking about somebody else doing something good. And if she can do it, how in the hell else can't anybody do it? I mean, that is to me. They the, see the a job. mission. They see a mission statement and they are doing their best to fulfill a mission statement. Yeah. When I was in the military, we had a mission statement. When I worked at a company, they had a mission statement. I'm sure here you have a mission statement. Yeah. And awesome. the people can see that vision and they can follow the lead. So and, that's the same model. And I think that's what, again, I feel like you've laid out a vision. To me today, I saw a vision and you took something that was very complicated, very complex, a lot of assumptions, and you made it really simple. And I think there's so many people that will, that will just like I, benefit from the simplicity of what you're doing and get, and get behind you. I really do. Thank you. I feel that. And I would like to say this, like the, the things that we're doing can 
possibly and potentially be a model for other cities to follow. Totally. To see this and say, hey, you know what? Let's try this. But it has to be, I'll take you back to Long Beach Transit. They wash the buses every single day. Clean up your city every single day. I wouldn't have even understood that unless I got a chance to experience those things. Yeah. Just a little bit by little bit. That's my tagline. That's my motto. Little by little. How are we going to overcome anything in this life? Little by little. Well, I have huge respect and I know we'll do this more and more. And uh, I really have loved our time. Really. You got it, brother. As my son would say, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.